Okay, I am recording. All right, Taylor. I'm ready, lady. We are doing this podcast. This world of fundraising that we all know it, it's evolving and it's hard. We also wanted to start this as a way for people to listen in on conversations from the best in the biz. I'm Devin Twyman and I'm Taylor Shanklin, aka T Shank on the street. And you're tuned in to Raise More Now. Raise More Now, 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 now. <laughs> All right. Welcome, welcome, fundraising friends. We are here today talking to two very special ladies that uh, are from an organization called Carry the Load. Crazy D, who we do we have on our show today? Yeah, we have Sally Riddle and Tamara Webb. I've known Sally for quite some time now. I've really enjoyed working with Carry the Load. I think they have a great mission. Sally is amazing. Love working with her. Tamara's amazing. Yeah, and I think something that you could learn uh, from Sally and Tamara is just like, you know, being able to start an event from the ground up. They really focus their mission around awareness um, versus really focusing around donations. Sally's been part of this organization from the start, and she just has some really good insight into some of the things that have been successful and some things that they've learned along the way. All right. Well, we hope you enjoy. Here are Sally and Tamara. So we're back here, uh, continuing on our special beta podcast where we have some of our uh, peer-to-peer fundraising friends here uh, in Oklahoma City with us today. We've got Sally and Tamara from Carry the Load. And just to sort of get the conversation started, Sally, you've been with Carry the Load really from from the beginning, the beginning for all right? five years, yeah. What and newer organization, so you said five years, what would you say has been your biggest challenge? Well, really, we are um, so new, and everything that we do, we try to save money and be as efficient as possible. Um, as most nonprofits in, in the space do, but um, we've really tried to get creative in ways to do that. And um, we're really about awareness. We're a pass-through organization who raises money for other organizations, but when your main mission is awareness, you have to think a little bit differently when you are raising money. So you're not so focused on that. So that's been the biggest challenge is explaining that, really, getting that across to people. And you mean just sort of like getting the word out there about what Carry the Load does? All um, about Memorial Day. We're mm-hmm. all about Memorial Day and getting people to observe it the way it was meant to be observed. And especially for young people who maybe don't even know what Memorial Day is about. And that's what we're really trying to get across is take that day to honor our heroes and the fallen and we um, really just have to sort of get that mission across of observing the day along with while we're doing it raising money for organizations that support our heroes what have you found to be sort of one of your most successful tactics at raising the awareness and building your tribe Well, one of the things that we actually found out from some of our benchmark data is that we are, um, our charts are, we're off the charts on organic new email addresses. And that's something that we really pride ourselves on 
is that we're not buying any lists. We're actually going out and meeting people where we have um, social media uh, avenues, of course, and we have a television station that gets behind us, and all of that's generating people coming to our website. So one of the things, I love Carrie the Lib, obviously. You, you guys have been um, an organization that has really helped us grow and help us you know, make some really good decisions along the way. Uh, but probably I have a little bit of a personal passion just because I've um, been a part of their relay and I've gotten to see just, you know, little things like this little boy, um, he's in a t-shirt with his dad on his t-shirt carrying his dad and he has a bottle in his hand with milk because he has to be that father figure for his little brother, you know, and I think that is the thing that, you know, drives people to your organization seeing that um, you know, imagery of that little boy and in his little t-shirt carrying his dad. And um, the other thing that I think you guys do a great job at is you guys do a national relay. That takes a lot of logistics. That takes significant resources. So kind of tell me a little bit about how you thought of the relay, how, you know, the community has come together in each city and how that kind of plays out? Well, the initial thought was from um, a friend of our founder, Kent, Clint Bruce, and he uh, connected us with uh, the person who has been for many years in charge of the Olympic torch relay. And so um, that company has just taken it, taken on uh, a lot of the logistics of it and the planning and the route. And working together with them, we have put the communities, included communities that are very supportive. And um, we go from West Point and we go through Annapolis. And so we kind of are, are touching some of those military uh, spots along the relay and um, we are planning to add another relay. So that one goes from uh, East Coast to Dallas, and we're planning on a West Coast to Dallas relay. And so it's a whole, you know, double the logistics on that. And, um, and Tamara can also speak to really how the military families are impacted, because that's her experience, because I don't have experience with people in the military, but that's kind of where um, her uh, experience really, she brings a lot to the table on that. And Tamara, you came in as a volunteer. We were talking about this earlier today. Mm -hmm. So you volunteered with the organization. You have a connection with um, military. Tell us a little bit about your experience. Well, I was a military spouse for 20 years, over 20 years. 9-11 uh, recalled us to active duty. So we weren't in the Army then, but then the Army said, you're here, which happens to a lot of reserve families. Um, across all branches and then all of a sudden I'm single parenting four children you know and um, family programs was just kind of a, a social club mm -hmm. and you know but we had people going to war and families not knowing how to cope and so that's what you know you trial and error learning and when I met up with Carrie the Load moved back to Dallas and saw what their mission is to help families to help 
the servicemen and women who come back to help our first responders, you know, um, because we were all impacted and we're still impacted. We have generations of people who are serving and coming home and they feel disconnected. And Carry the Load's passion is to bring awareness to the sacrifices and to um, what they are all about. You know, that, you know, they're putting their lives on the line and their families are going through a lot. And so by just bringing awareness to Memorial Day, you know, all the nonprofit partners can benefit our, you know, our veterans, can benefit our first responders, them and their families. So it's just an incredible organization. So yeah, I started as a volunteer, but I have lots of experience in the military and with the military families. And, um, you know, it, it's nice to be able to take something that you, it's your passion and your life and turn it also into something that you know you're doing good, you know, and it makes a makes an easy career move. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. So, say there is a new organization out there that would like to implement a relay. What are the things that you would tell them that you wish someone would have told you at the very beginning? I think one of the one of the important things is what do we need to communicate? What do we need to track? As a, as a web administrator and an IT person, that is something that I wish I had known in the beginning, what was important to track, what was important to communicate with the actual participants. So we had a company that basically helped lay out the route and they gathered a group of volunteers to actually do the actual walking and then we put the whole IT side together to allow people to sign up and we tried to be so specific on helping them sign up for a very specific place that it got cumbersome and it turned out maybe that that wasn't quite so important to know exactly where everybody was at every minute but to be able to communicate to anybody in the area what was going on so I would say, yeah, that, that's the biggest thing, is to determine how you're going to communicate with the participants wherever they are, whether they're five miles away from wherever that relay is or three hours away from wherever the relay is walking by, how can you capture and communicate to them where to go and how to get involved. And a lot of people will travel miles and miles and miles just to walk five miles to be a part of it and so I think now knowing that people are willing to do that we don't have to be so targeted on only contacting the people in this city and this city and this city we can we can kind of spread a wide net because people are willing to go mm -hmm. so with your um, vision and doing two rate uh, two relays um, how are you going to manage that that is a very and are good you question. Wanting to run the relays at the same time? Yeah, they'll both okay, end so up in Dallas at the same time. Okay, so that's the we end on Memorial Day. That's the dream yeah. <laughs> is to have everybody end up at the Dallas event as the flagship event, and everybody sort of walk in from the rest of the United States to Dallas to then start the twenty-hour walk in Dallas. And um, I believe kind of our IT plan is basically just saying. Anywhere you are, just sign up. You're going to sign up for this event or this event, and then we will communicate the specifics through various routes, through 
social media, maybe Facebook events, different things like that, and not have to be so specific on our registration that you have to commit to a certain leg or anything like that of the, of the relay. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask, are you, do y'all offer any sort of like a virtual relay experience, or is it really just physical, you have to go pick it up at this leg? Well, there's a couple of ways to look at it. One is you can always just sign up and create a page and raise money, and in a way, you're a part of it. Um, And then you have another side of it of people who are not doing any of the fundraising. They're just showing up and being there. Um, Because we never charge for registration. We never turn anybody away. You're always welcome to be a part of it, whether you raise money or not. Um, But we will have to... um, have when we we already have sort of a do-it-yourself um, event that we've created where you can create a team wherever you are and we call it carry at home and every year we start a, a new carry at home event and you can create a team wherever you are and you can tell people about what you're doing on that team page or just as an individual, you can do the same thing. On a Carry at Home page, you can just cr- tell people what you're doing and still do the raising money part of it. And um, we hope that the, the dream is that everybody would send pictures and we would be able to, to contact you and see and learn what you're doing. And the other dream is that a Carry at Home would then maybe grow into something bigger, like a rally, and then that would eventually grow into what we call a Memorial Day March, which would be more of a chapter relationship with the national office. So, switching gears a little bit, um, something that we sort of like to to ask organizations that we interview is, um, we're really big into finding like tools and technology that help us do our jobs better. What do you feel like you need that you feel like doesn't really currently exist? It's not out there, but you're like, God, if I just had that, then I could do this. Is there any any great idea that you've had for um, something that would help you do your job better on a day-to-day basis? Or anything that you do use that you find? Yeah, well, there is one thing that I just keep thinking, oh, I'm sure I could, I'm sure I could put this together and implement it. I just haven't had time or haven't really been able to think it out. And that is, when, when you give money, it's easy for us to say, okay, they donated, click, receipt goes out to them. They get an email receipt. But then other people donate maybe through another organization or they're, they're giving in such a way that it's not an, a push the button and they get a receipt. And sometimes it's not a receipt that they need, it's a thank you note. And so I wish that there was some way that when I get a check, from a foundation that has somebody else's name who gave that, that I could just push the button, it prints out the thank you note, it prints out the amount, we can sign it and it can go out. And right now we're just, we're doing that in a really cumbersome way at the end of the year, but I think it'd be great if we had a way to sort of just do that in real time. As soon as it came in, they get their note, we're, we're done with it. The easy button. The easy button. So that's a little bit of a weird thing because it's a a virtual thing or a a computer thing into a physical thing that we're actually going to mail. Because we don't have their email address. We need to mail them something, Mm -hmm. and that's the hard part. Yep. No, I've heard that from other people before. Each of you, what's your biggest fear in the world of fundraising? 
Well, <laughs> I think one of my biggest fears is, and we do, and almost everything I do is is working to prevent this. I don't want to show up on 2020 having misused anybody's funds or even look like we're misusing anybody's funds. I just don't want that taint to ever be on our, our organization because I know the people that founded it and I know the people that are on the board and they're all of the highest integrity. And so that really is on my mind all the time. Mm-hmm. Let's never do anything sketchy that could show up in a newspaper somewhere mm-hmm. and look bad for us. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've been able to meet Clint and Stephen and they are, um, they're quality men um, making a great impact. And um, I would agree with you on that. I think um, my biggest fear would be that the fundraising becomes the big issue and not what mm-hmm. our purpose is. Our purpose is to help our, our, our heroes, the nation's heroes. So fundraising is secondary. You know, it, we have a mission. We have a mission to bring awareness, mm-hmm. and that's primary. So you know, I, I, we don't want to lose what our focus is. Mm-hmm. That's so, good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. talk about it, and money will come from that. Right. Mm-hmm. Because everybody is passionate about what we do, and you've met Clint, you've met Stephen, mm-hmm. you know every, and that's got that's why I was involved, you know, because we've all been affected, um, and so people, you know, are passionate about it. So that's, and we want to keep that passion, and when you become about money, you lose the passion, mm-hmm. and you lose what your purpose is. Yeah. And so kind of our user base that we think a following of our podcast is both um, nonprofits, but also startups. So something that you bring up there is, um, you know, we always set out and we were like, when I was talking to my investors, I said, I have to build a great product before I get clients. And a lot of times it's the other way around for startups because they are scrapped, right, for funds. So they go and, and you know, build a feature and try to get the clients. And then they can't really innovate because now they're tackling the client problems all the time. And so that's really where we took a step back and we said, we will be back. <laughs> and um, we got to kind of focus here and come back around. And so um, I think that's that's overall with our client base of who we think that will follow our podcast. I think mm-hmm. that's a golden rule, right? Mm-hmm. You should yeah. build right for your mission mm-hmm. and then your followers will come. Great. Mm-hmm. Well said, Dee. Ooh. <laughs> what about wins? Give us a, one of your biggest wins as fundraisers. Well, I'm new to the world of fundraising. Yeah, other than with the military, when 9-11 happened, Fundraising was how we sent care packages. You know, how the Congress hadn't mandated family programs as part of the Yellow Ribbon hadn't come in yet. So we would have to go ask people, will you give us money so we can ship everything over to to the Mideast? And so that's why we fundraised. You know, we'd see that people needed babysitters. You know, we've got all these, you know, people need help. So we'd have to go ask for money. And then some units were really good about fundraising and others weren't. And then, you know, so it became then part of the program because the war went on, you know, continues. So the war on terror just changed everything. So um, 
you know, so, but Sally can talk about specifically about fundraising, but that is my limited experience was helping. We were just raising money just to, just to help our, our family members, but she's been, she's yeah, the so expert. For Carry the Load, we put out an impact report um, last year that kind of covered our first four years, and um, when we added everything up, we gave our nonprofit partners over those four years over $2 million, so that was huge just to see that all at once and all together and even better just this year um, just this past weekend we gave our nonprofit partners as a whole 1.17 million so growing every year and being able to give it away and um, every time that's that's the best feeling is to say we worked so hard and now we just give it to them because they're the ones who do the real boots on the ground kind of work so I think, I mean, you guys need to give a big pat on the back for that because you guys are just five years old, correct? Mm -hmm. And what's the total amount? So now what, over two and so about three, almost 3.9 million. Oh, that is. That's awesome. That's great work. And. Or one nine, three point right? one nine. Um, and that's not your number one goal. Right. 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 Your number right. one goal is awareness. Is awareness. Yeah. And so I think that's a proven point that the awareness is working because of the amount of money that you guys have been able to generate so far. And how many, like, ballpark, how many participants did you guys so have in your relay had, last year? Yeah, last year, all events total, I want to say actually registered participants was over 3,000. Mm -hmm. But when we add in, you know, all the extra attendees, it gets to be around 6,000. And then if we take um, the Dallas attendees, that gets up to 25,000 people because Eyes on Dallas is, is just huge. Well, so. and I would have to know that they do one event, right? Yeah, so, really so just the do, one. Yeah. You do one, one event day. across yeah. the, the month of um, May, mm -hmm. and then the big event is in Dallas. So, yeah. That's so we have, yeah, so we have the, uh, the whole month of May, which Clint always calls Memorial May for the relays, and then everything ends in Dallas, which is a two-day event. Austin does an event that day, and then just throughout the United States, in various spots, we have rallies of people doing their own thing on Memorial Day and sort of being a participant with us. Yeah, and all the people that are on the road supporting them are not counted in those numbers. You know, when they're walking. Yeah, it's hard to count how many know, people are on the relay. Yeah, yeah they're standing out yeah. there with their flags and support yeah. and... Yeah, you know, they don't have to spend all day just, you know, cheering them on, but they are. They're standing out there. So yeah. you've got a bunch of people who aren't even in, in the numbers mm -hmm. that are out there, you know, pushing and, you know, supporting and cheering and yeah. waving the flag. Well, I missed it this year, but now I know about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm in Fort Worth, so I'll be there next year. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so last question. What are you most excited about um, here in Oklahoma City? Well, we, of course, we have had the MOPLAP, and so I'm excited for all the new things and just really, you know, getting in there and getting it all fixed up. And um, the other thing that is, uh, would be different this year is every other year we end up doing everything so last minute <laughs> that we're scrambling and so it feels good that we're in September and May is so far away so that's exciting yes yeah. agree agree all right well thanks well, thank so you. much for your time all right
Hey guys, thanks for listening today to Raise More Now. I hope you enjoyed the show. Walk away with some fundraising goodness. If you want to tune in again, go to raisemore.com and subscribe. And from there, you can also find us on Facebook. And we have some cool videos on raisemore.com. This is new to us. Again, we love feedback, so give it to us. 